0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. In the film Wrestle, we go inside the lives of four members of a high school wrestling team at Huntsville's, Huntsville, Alabama's, J.O. Johnson High School, a long-standing entry on Alabama's list of failing schools. Teammates Jalen, Jamario, Teague, and Jaquan face challenges far beyond a shot at the state championship. So they, they face such issues as splintered families, drug use, teenage pregnancy, mental health struggles, and run-ins with the law that threatened to derail their athletic success, and locked doors that might otherwise be open to their future. Their tough-loved coach, Chris Scribner, isn't off the hook either. He he has to come to terms with his own past as well. And that is the premise behind this remarkable documentary called Wrestle. And we're fortunate to have with us today the co-directors of that film, and that would be Susanna Herbert and Lauren Belfer. To both of you, welcome to Film School.
1: Thank you for Thanks having us.
0: Yes, thank you so much, Susanna. Uh, uh, tell us a little bit about how you got to know a little bit about this remarkable group of young men and the mm-hmm. uh, the sort of the 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 uh, catalyst behind the making of Wrestle.
1: I'm
2: actually from Memphis, Tennessee, and I heard about the team through um, just like my southern network of friends, and they have been getting. Just some like local attention because they were a new team, they were new to the sport, they had only been wrestling for like two or three years and they were beating really well funded teams and wrestlers who had been wrestling like since they were five years old. So I thought that in and of itself was a really interesting story and the fact that J. O. Johnson was on the Alabama State failing schools list. So it was slated to close at the end of 2016. So it was their last year as a team and um, last year as a school and um, I thought that the wrestling would be a really interesting and kind of unique lens in which to explore broader issues and you know honestly it was really when I met the wrestlers at a summer training camp um, the summer before their last season started where I was just like Fell in love with the team and realized that these this season and these stories like needed to be documented and they were really um, excited to like share share that with us.
0: Was it meeting Coach Scribner, Chris Scribner? Was it getting to know one or two of the people that we sort of feature in the film? that sort of put you in that mindset that, you know, this is really, there's a story here? Or was it the circumstances? What was it? There was, was there one yeah. thing that you sort of latched, latched onto and said, wow, this is this is going to be something special?
2: Yeah, it was really um, first watching Jamario and Jaquan, who are the two main ones who are at the summer camp. Um, there were trainings for nationals that were in Fargo, North Dakota, and uh, there were kids from all over the state of Alabama in this, like, really intense training Camp that was practiced three days a week, and they lived in Birmingham for six weeks. And it was like seeing them going through the sand uh, in the in the Alabama July heat, like literally crawling through the sand um, for training, and like going up carrying each other up their backs, you know, up a hill um, that actually opens the film. Yes, and yes. Um, Yeah, it, it it was meeting. Yeah, it was essentially meeting Jamario and. Just hearing story and just like talking to him and listening. And then Jaquan um, was so funny and witty, and I just it was great being around them as a group and also as individuals. So that was initially what um, yeah, what compelled me. And also the fact that like wrestling is such a like clear and powerful metaphor between like actually doing the sport and wrestling with your life and, like, the struggles that they're going through um, was pretty clearly, like, yeah. um, connected to, to what they would, you know, going out there on the mat and facing their, their opponent all alone. And, um, right. yeah, we, right. we learned a nice, really powerful metaphor that uh, we felt we could capture right
0: um, on film. right well well lauren and, and you and lauren have worked together lauren belfer have looked worked on other projects mm-hmm. together it, it was it at what point lauren did you come into the project you, it sounds like you had a probably had a conversation with susanna about it but what what was sort of your entry point into this project
1: yeah, yeah when susanna came back from the from that sort of initial filming experience she was just so excited i mean like she was so inspired by the wrestlers and their stories that we started talking about it right away. But at that point it was more just as a, you know, we'd worked together on many other films for other directors. And it was more as like a friend just supporting her and being excited that she had found such, you know, a story that she was so inspired by. Um, But then once things started ramping up and we, you know, she was looking to, you know, go down and move down to Alabama to film the entire season um, then I started coming on in a more consistent way, and that's when I
0: jumped on board. Yeah, this is the beauty of documentary films and what you've done with Russell is that it is part that you were prepared for what you were doing in, in terms of embarking on this project. I don't know if you uh, knew how long you were going to be with this group, but the other part of it is mm-hmm. Being able to kind of identify people in the film in the, on the team that are just remarkable stories onto themselves. I mean, there are some of the characters or people in the film that you could have done a, an entire documentary about. Absolutely. And and so I, I mean this is kind of the you know they say that luck is the residue of hard work and that that's probably part of this as you were going through uh, filming them the practices their 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 life outside of practice their interactions with the coach all of these different things was it did it did it reveal itself to the way it it looks like it did on screen did it were you were you either one of you going wow this is this there's really something pretty special about this group of of kids. And their coach.
2: Yeah, I mean, at first, it um, we actually started the process thinking, well, we knew we were going to live in Alabama for the entirety of the season. So you know, around six months, we came we came back um, in May for graduation and some other big life events. And but initially, we were thinking that we would follow the three seniors on the team, and um, just because like that has a pretty natural narrative arc and, um, you know, we can see where we would go after, after high school. But once we like really moved there and started spending, um, and more time with all of the individuals on the team, it was clear that we could like expand and not be so like restrictive to that, that narrative. Right. And so it was really, there's, you know, 20, 20 wrestlers on the team, and each one has, you know, like all well, like all people, everyone has a compelling story. It is hard to, like, kind of focus and, like, choose where we would spend our time. I think just being there daily and for every practice and every tournament, um, it was really the wrestlers who were most open to us, like, coming into their lives outside of the wrestling room. And the four that we did end up following, you know, they're all pretty close friends. And so their stories, like you see in the film, their stories interact and, like, cross paths and um, kind of work well together. And also, in your question, like, in the moment, did we know yeah. how special it all was? I mean, honestly, it was all just, like, pretty overwhelming <laughs> to, to live, like, alongside all these different,
1: people's lives,
2: and we knew what we were capturing was was compelling to us, but, like, in the moment, I don't think I really was, like, convinced that it would be a film, you know, like, be good enough, I guess, for the public. And, of course, um, it is. It, um, so, yeah. that's all good. But, like, <laughs> Rest assured, but, Suzanne. Um, it's, it is. Yeah. The
0: level of access that you were able to get in the lives of these four kids is pretty remarkable. I mean, that that part you're talking about, have you really kind of li- had to live it to to get what you got? Mm-hmm. It comes across in the film. I mean, we're capturing a lot of moments in their lives, pretty pretty key moments in the lives of these four four men, and uh, uh, so that part of it. But they they all illuminate a part of a bigger picture, and uh, without making it sound so grandiose it's just it just it's it's one of those things where they're living their lives this is just a sort of the way it would play out if you were there or not but it is it tells a, a, a greater story about social issues about race about class about a lot of different things which is to me the hallmark of any great documentary its ability to be that inside the, the world and then be able to sort of project in its own way the way it is, Beyond them. And I think this film mm-hmm. really works on that level beautifully. Um, Thank you. Before I go any further, let me let our in- listeners know that we are speaking with Susanna Herbert, uh, the director, writer, and producer, as well as Lauren Belfer, the co director, writer, and lead producer on the film Wrestle. It is going to be screening coming up this uh, on May 20th on PBS's Independent Lens. And to my mind, the mm-hmm. premier platform for um, for documentary films um, out there. I don't think you're going to find a better, more consistently excellent programming lineup than Independent Lens. And this is the final film in this in this current season for Independent Lens. And what a great way, what a great send off it is for this uh, this very uh, honored um, documentary film series, Lauren. I don't know how much time. Y- It sounds like Susanna spent the bulk of the time down in Huntsville and in that area. Um, Sort of, were you, as this project is moving forward, how were you sort of, you and Susanna, working off of one another in terms of gathering the film, looking at it, or making determinations about what storylines were more compelling? How did that work for you?
1: Yeah, so uh, myself and the executive producer, Micheline Levine, we would, lie down, like, once a month when things were, you know, if there were big tournaments coming up or, um, you know, just to sort of help on the ground and help support and, you know, help shape our focus on story, but certainly was on the phone every day with Susanna, you know, discussing everything that was going on and trying through discussion to sort of craft the story in our minds. Susanna kept a pretty detailed like day-by-day journal of what was happening um, in Alabama. And it was a, it proved a really essential resource to us in editing to figure out like what happened when, and sort of to be able to transfer the footage to what you call a paper edit. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, we're a pretty small film, so we didn't have posts, you know, we weren't starting to like watch the footage concurrently with our filming. So it was pretty, those were two pretty distinct processes for us, the production side and the post-production side. So once uh, once we wrapped in Alabama, then Susanna came back to New York, and that's when we really started working together to watch the footage and really craft a story, you know, sift through our 650 hours and figure oh, out geez. just which moment you have to highlight because, I mean, truthfully, it's not even... You know, we could have made a movie out of anybody on the team and we could have made, you know, there's just so much to choose from and it's a really difficult process to narrow it down.
0: Yeah, that's and and one of the beautiful things about a film like yours is uh, the things that you... The references that are made from things that happen sort of in if you're not paying attention, they seem rather random in the mm. film and then play out very, very much later on in the film. And, and that's, again, from 650 hours, that is a uh, that's one of those things that you I, I assume just comes with experience and eye for 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 moments, understanding sort of the, the the grand arc of a story like this, of the different individuals, and being able to pull out the footage that illuminates their 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 situation, their stories. It's uh, That's just, I don't even know if I have a question here. I just feel like the, this is one of those things where, as someone who yeah. watches a lot of film, you really appreciate how, how you're able to pull out things that illuminate a greater issue or something about them. Uh, And I don't want to say anything that will give away any of the film, but there's a a number of those. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you. You know, I definitely appreciate you noticing that. I mean, it's it's definitely something that we crafted intentionally. Um, You know, we hope that we're taking people on a really engaging and emotional journey. I mean, their lives are exciting, and so we sort of wanted to give it, like, the big, you know, movie treatment, or, you know, we crafted it, like, like a film or like a novel. So we've definitely had people, you know, who have seen the film, who have sort of told us that in the middle of the film, they've forgotten that they were even watching a documentary just because, you know, we definitely tried to, you know, everybody lives are central to them. And so we tried to sort of give them, yeah, just the movie, the movie, big movie treatment, I guess, you know, like,
0: right. Well,
1: start, you know, there are crafted moments that are teased early on, and then take on a greater significance, you know, as you as you build to them, you know, like you would if you were scripting a film. But I mean, you know, that's yeah. just, just what we decided to tease because we felt that that really accentuated their experience and gave it, you know, greater heft.
0: Yeah, and Suzanne, I okay, well, let me. I've sort of we haven't. I mean, we've mentioned them at the beginning of the interview: Jalen, Jamario, Teague, and Jaquan. We've sort of these people, and they all have. These very interesting lives. I know that sounds uh, maybe a little bit patronizing to say it that way, but they are—they really are very fascinating uh, people, and they're—and they're so humanized in the film. There's, you give this level of, uh, as you were describing, uh, Lauren, how we get to know them and we are invested in them, and we want to see them get through this. Uh, you know, just it's heartbreaking to watch some of this stuff, but at the same time. They, they are, um, they're very, um, they are, when focused, they're extremely dedicated young men to what they're doing and they're, and they show so much promise. And I think that's the thing that a film like this can be, you know, sort of a, a dirge in a way, if it's not, if, if it could have been. But it's the characters, yeah, it yeah, but it could have been, but it it's not, and uh uh, without giving too much away, wow, it's a uh, congratulations again to both of you for this film, and i i have really not done justice to your your previous work. I've worked much a lot with uh Michael Moore and well now Martin Scorsese working on the Rolling Thunder. Review the Dylan. By the way, I'm old enough to remember when this was a big deal the <laughs> Dylan tour. Oh my God, I remember yeah. everybody was losing their mind because it was just mm-hmm. kind of this rogue operation. He was out, nobody knew where he was going or where he was going to show up. And oh my yeah. God. Everybody was getting a little bit crazy, and uh, and so I'm, I can't wait to mm-hmm. see that film. I, I'm looking forward to that. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's, it's is it? It's incredible. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. it and uh, what's her name? Rivera, the the violinist, the woman. Scarlet. Yes, boy, I was in love with her. I you know it's one of those things. She was so <laughs> she was so she was a gypsy. She was this kind of enigmatic figure. She was she was Dylan's muse. I mean, I'm going on about this, but I just remember a, yeah. what a deal it was, and. Uh, so
2: <laughs> you're in for a special treat, especially <laughs> in regards to Scarlet in the
0: movie. It's one of the great regra- regrets of my life that I couldn't track it down. I mean, it was one of the, you know, to see it. So, but anyway, anyway, that, that being said.
1: It so. oh, yeah. yeah, it's all 16 millimeter footage that we painstakingly restored from the tour that's really never been seen before. So for fans of Bob Dylan, please, on Netflix this summer, um, absolutely check out the Rolling Thunder review film by Well. Griswitz.
0: Okay, well, I'm gonna. Oh, I can't wait! I really, seriously, can't wait to see this because this is a legend to me. It's sort of a, it's almost an urban myth to me. That, that's how, that's how mm-hmm. ethereal that whole thing feels to me now. But, uh, but well, if if I'm just going to throw this out, you're under no obligation. But if you feel like coming back, I would love to talk to you about that as well. But let me let mm-hmm. me go, let me go back to our. Yeah. Let's fo- refocus here again. Okay, what yeah. what a wonderful what a wonderful uh, film this is. The film is Wrestle. PBS, Independent Lens, uh, check it out this uh, Monday, um, May 20th. Uh, that's coming up as we speak, just a couple of days. And um, I want to thank both of you, both Susanna Herbert and Lauren Belfer, for finding time to spend with us here on Film School Radio. Thank you. Thank you so much for
1: You're having welcome. Me. Thank you.